Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Austin, also known as Teacup. And my name is Shelby, also known as SheCup. Join us as we embark on unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed universe. From Assassins to Templars to the mysterious Isu and more, we will seek to uncover it all. So join us and maybe even take a leap of faith. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. I am Sheikup or Shelby, either one is fine. And I am one of your hosts on this show. Yes, and I am Teacup or Austin, also either one is fine, and I am your other host for this show, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. Yeah, and if you're tuning in for the first time, Austin or Teacup, he is our lore expert on this show, and he is a huge Assassin's Creed fan and has been for a long time, so he's the one that leads us in all the fun facts and lore knowledge, and I'm just here to um say silly stuff and ask questions that other people may be wondering about so with all of that being said i'm wondering what our topic is for today so this is part three i guess yeah three of our series assassins versus templars we started with the mongolian conflict and last week we talked about the um hundred years war and our very fan favorite joan of arc and so today we're going west, I guess. East, I guess, from Europe. But it's west. No, you're right. It is west. <laughs> I y'all, y'all dir- directions. directions are not my thing. I, I have to do the like never eat slimy worms thing every time to figure it out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Never eat slimy worms. Yeah, that's what I learned to remember it. Was yours never eat soggy waffles? She was too stunned to speak. Mostly, I just used um, news. Mm. Like, N-E-W-S. Yeah, but that's not in the order. That's true. That's true. I think um, I think it was soggy waffles. I've um, heard that one Wet before. snow is also coming to mind for me, mm. which is also not in order. No, I need the ones in order so I know. So I can always go like never eat slimy worms. 
All right. Sorry if that grosses Let's get back out. to uh, whatever we're really talking about. So we are headed west for the Americas. Specifically. So first time heading to America, right? The Americas, right? Yes, the Americas. Specifically. Yes, specifically the Caribbean. I can say that word specifically. The I Caribbean. believe in you. I fully uh, believe in you. So yes, the Caribbean, we are headed to the island of Haiti. Um, That's not the island's name. I get, yes, you are correct. The it's Hispaniola. 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 Well, no, I can't incorrect. say that either. I can't say that either. Hispaniola. <laughs> no, I can it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. Hispaniola. Hispaniola. There you go. For the Haitian slave revolt. And so I want to preface this episode. This is the first episode where we're going to, I'm really doing this. If you do not want spoilers for Assassin's Creed Black Flag or the DLC Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, this episode is not for you. You just need to skip this episode and come back to it after you've played those DLCs, if you do not want spoilers. But this has been your spoiler warning. All right, so we are headed to what is referred to as the West Indies, which we know is because explorers thought they were in India, and they were not. And so they got the West Indies tying, whatever. Um, and we're going to follow the journey of a assassin well, not assassin yet, but a former slave turned pirate named Adewale. Um, so Adewale is from Trinidad, which, uh, Shelby, for our listeners, can you let them know where Trinidad is? It's in the Caribbean. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it Do is. Not- I don't know more than that. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, so, yes, it's in- also, I'm pretty sure it's Trinidad. Trinidad. You are correct. It is Trinidad. Um, So he is a former slave. Uh, He is freed while on a slave ship by Edward Kenway. Edward Kenway is put on the slave ship because he pissed off some Templars. Um, This is before he was even an assassin. And they ship him off to slavery. And he and Adewale lead the other slaves in the ship to kind of rebel. And they take what wouldn't future be known as the Jackdaw, which is Edward Kenway's ship. Um, Adewale, for the events of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, serves as quartermaster on the Black on the Jackdaw during Black Flag. So he is right there giving orders to your crew, had, adding commentary. He's a very front and center character of Black Flag. Um, it is also note for a little fun facts about Adewale. Adewale is the um, makes an appearance in two Assassin's Creed games. Um, three, if you consider Freedom Cry its own game, which it kind of feels like it is, but it is a DLC for Black Flag. Um, so he makes an appearance in Black Flag. He makes an appearance in um, Assassin's Creed Rogue and in Freedom Cry. He is also, I believe, mentioned at least somewhere in um assassin's creed 3 uh so adewale knew achilles he never knew connor kent but he did know hathen kenway and i said connor kent i was been watching 
DC Young Justice, Connor Kent is Superboy. Connor Kenway, um, or Rata Hegegon is his true name. Um, and so he didn't know Connor, but he knew Hathen, he knew Edward. So he's kind of like a big deal in the Assassins for kind of spanning generations. So towards the end of Black Flag, Adewale kind of becomes disillusioned or unsatisfied with the pirate life. Um, it's not really doing, he enjoys the freedom and he wants to live his life free, but he can't help but feel that he's not using his freedom to the best of his ability um, is where he gets with that. And that he's not really doing what he thinks is a lot for the other enslaved people of the Caribbean. Um, and so through their adventures and through all this, eventually Edward Kenway does come into contact with the West Indies Assassin's Brotherhood and their mentor, um, whose name is Atabali. And he kind of take, kind of tries to recruit Edward and fails, but he really leaves a lasting uh, mark on Adewale. And after the events, Adewale basically tells Edward, like, I don't want to do this anymore. If you want to find me, you can come to the Assassins and you might find out. Um, and so he joins up with the Assassins. Uh, he's trained to be an Assassin. And he kind of comes up and he becomes this very feared Assassin. He's going in, he's giving it to the French and the Spanish and their slave trade. Um, and the English a little bit. But it's mainly the French and the Spanish in the Caribbean. You don't have a lot of the English influence there it's a little bit but they're more up in the american colonies and canada so can i ask a clarifying question real quick yeah so atawale is not the player character of black flag no he is the player character of assassin's creed black flag freedom cry which is the dlc okay. uh, so you okay. do get to play um as his character which it's a lot of fun um you get a little different feel because his weapon set is a little different than your typical assassin but i mean it feels like an assassin's Creed game cool yeah and so um another fun fact is adewale is before there was only one other protagonist that was black and that would have been um Aveling in Assassin's Creed um, Liberation, which takes place in New Orleans. So you got our really first like people of color protagonist. Well, you count Altair because he is uh, Middle Arabic. Eastern. Middle Eastern. Um, so Altair, Connor Rahata Gagon, and Adewale and Aveling. Well, and now Bayek. Bayek and Aya. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, but that was a big deal because he, he numbered in one of three when right. his game came out. Um, so he becomes this feared assassin, kind of like this symbol of liberation. And so he's tracking a ship and the, the battle kind of goes a little sideways, um, but they end up storming the ship and sinking the ship. And he comes into the, uh, he obtains what's called a precursor box. Unfortunately, in this, his ship that he is in there is destroyed, and he happens to be sh shipwrecked on Port-au-Prince. And so he kind of, 
as he'd been like training with the assassins, he'd been doing a little bit for the slave trade, but he hadn't been really kind of like in the forefront. He hadn't been seeing it. He'd been like, okay, here's, here's a slave ship here and there, but otherwise I'm doing the assassins work. He wasn't like on the plantations. He wasn't in the markets. So when he gets to Port-au-Prince, it's the first time in a long time that he has seen the true horrors or effects of the slave trade on the Caribbean. Um, So as he's reminded of these horrors of the slave trade, he saves this slave that is being beaten by an overseer or a master. Um, He intercepts and he saves her. And as an act of gratitude, this slave tells him where to take the precursor back. Uh, box, which is to Bastien Josephé. And Bastien directs Adewale to Augustin Defort. Defoe? I don't know. It's probably Dufort. 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 And he finds, through this, he finds the headquarters of the Maroon Slave Rebellion, which is a group of Haitian slaves that are attempting to free other slaves and take them out from the French influence on the con- on the country of Haiti and the island of Hispaniola. All right. So through various adventures with this new established Maroon uh, rebellion, Atawale really cripples the slave trade on Haiti. Um, he is taking out key players. He's really agitating the French, especially the French Templars who are in charge of the Haitian colony. And so as they kind of chip away, an opportunity presents itself for Adewale to assassinate the French governor. And that is done and it is successful, uh, which kind of leads to much rejoicing. Though Adewale knows that this kind of isn't the end, which in actual history, this isn't the slave revolt that ends ends slavery in Haiti. Um, It keeps going for several more decades. Um, And so Adewale then feels that he has this kind of target on his back um, because he's this assassin who has gone really hard against the French government and the Templars. And so he feels that he, if he stays in Port-au-Prince, it's going to bring the attention of the Templars and possibly just undo all the work that he did there. And so he decides to leave Port-au-Prince to go on to interact with the American Colonies Brotherhood and the rest of the West Indies Brotherhood to kind of just continue leading slave revolts and really working to undo slavery um, in the West Indies. He is unfortunately met with an, well, I wouldn't say untimely, he is kind of old, but he is assassinated by Templar Shea uh, Cormac in Assassin's Creed Rogue. Um, as they track him down. Um, and it's really kind of, it's kind of a sad, heartbreaking scene um, because Adewale is, du- is dueling Hathen Kenway and basically telling Hathen like what a disappointment he would be to his father. Um, and it's just, you kind of see like, Shay always had, when Shay was an assassin, he had great respect for Adewale because he was a person who truly like embodied the creed. Um, He was someone who strove and strived for freedom in all aspects of life. Um, And like, he has this big famous uh, speech that he gives Edward and basically just like 
and a similar speech he gives uh, Bastien about my creed demands that I do something, that the Assassin's Creed basically demands that they do something for slavery, that they undo slavery because of what they believe and what they hold dear, um, which I think is a big thing with the Assassins that, that that would be something that they wouldn't tolerate to not only take someone against their will um, and enslave them and become their master, but to do that to their children as well in this generational thing would be an evil that the assassin creed cannot tolerate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if I'm hearing and understanding you correctly, you're saying that in the assassin's creed universe, there are two major uh, Haitian slave revolts decades apart. I'm assuming. Whereas in, in our real life historical narrative, there's one major one that leads to freedom of the slaves of the enslaved people correct and it kind of like so like Ottawale and his time is like at the beginning of like the end of the 17th century beginning of the 18th century um so pre pre french indian war um like during so assassin's creed rogue which i talked about takes place during the french and indian war and Adewale is like an old man in that. And so there are several decades after that, that this new Haitian rebellion kind of takes place. Um, the assassin who leads it takes over in 1776. So, so yeah, um, I think it's a good place to take our break and then we'll move on to the rest. All right, let's take our break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we talk about all things that are important to the podcast, but do not involve the lore. So um, we always plug reviews and ratings. Reviews and ratings help us so much um, in getting established, especially since we are a new show. You can give us a review with words on Apple. And you can give us a rating, just five stars or lower if you want to, I guess, on Spotify. Um, And just to be clear, you don't have to listen to us on Apple to give us a review on Apple. You just have to have an account with Apple. So we always plug reviews because we read five-star reviews out on the show. And Austin, I do think we have one today. Is that correct? We do. Um, so this comes from, I'm just going to say these letters because the words don't make sense to me, um, from D-K-D-M-M-N-C-N-C-D, um, 
and they say play odyssey odyssey is so fun i love alexios five stars you know i love odyssey too (laughs) i also love cassandra so it all rounds out i have played through the game fully with both of them um i will say that I enjoy Cassandra a little more, though I will say that playing Alexios was fun for me because I got to see Cassandra as the villain. Sorry, spoilers for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh-oh. Well, cool. Um, so yeah, leave us a five-star review and we will read it out in this middle part of the show. We also want to take time to highlight our Discord server. You can come hang out with us in the Cups Podcasting and More server. We've just started it. We talk about Assassin's Creed. We talk about our other podcasts, the Dragon Age Lorecast. And we also talk about Austin Teacup's other podcast, Holocron Histories, um, a Star Wars podcast. And we also talk about all kinds of other games that we love and share pictures of our sweet dog. And all kinds of stuff. Um, so if you're interested in any of those things, come on over to our Discord server. Um, the link is in the episode description. And if you're interested in other podcasts that we don't do, you should also join the Robots Radio Discord server. We are a member of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. And there are all kinds of awesome, awesome podcasts in that server. So come and find a new podcast. Austin, I think that's all we've got for the middle of the show. So unless I'm forgetting something, I think we're ready to get back to it. All right. Well, let's get back into it. So we leave Adewale. He is met with his end at the hands of Shay uh, Cormac. And we kind of have a little time gap between that and what's kind of going on in Haiti and the island of Hispaniola. But around 1776, which for our American listeners, that date should ring a bell an assassin by the name of Esiosa um, who is a grandson of Adewale works to rebuild the uh, brotherhood on Hispaniola after the death of Francois uh, Mackendall it kind of like needs to rebuild and so to this end he recruits some new maroons into the assassins Uh, so and I'm going to try my best with these French names but they're very difficult uh so we have uh, Duty uh, Buchman, Toussaint uh, Louverture, is how I'm going to say that. And then uh, Jean-Francois uh, Papillon, and then Jeannette Bolette. For all of you who know, not listening, Sheikup is laughing at me because it was very hard. Sheikup, why don't you attempt to pronounce that one? Sorry, I got into the silent laughter, which if you know me in real life, you know that that is like when I'm losing it. Uh, the one you didn't pronounce, I don't know how to pronounce it. I know a little bit of French. So I would say uh, Georges Biasu. I don't know if that's correct. Biasu. But- so I'm going to do their last names again because it will be easier. So uh, Buchman, Louverture, Biasu, Papillon, and Bullet. Good In- job, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of this, there's so much French history in the Assassins that... By the end of this, I'm going to be an expert at French names. So this slate, this kind of rebuilding of the assassins does not go as smoothly as Adewale's. There's not really agreement among the assassins. And there is just like, on, especially on method, um, a lot of the Maroons think the assassins are too, uh, they're not active enough. 
they're too slow. They don't. They should just go in and wipe out all the French already and we and just leave it at that. Um, and the assassins, you know, the assassins, if we took as when we talked about our history, their whole thing is about being cold, calculated, waiting their time. That's the whole like model of how you train to be an assassin is waiting for your opportune moment to strike. And even uh, in like the training that we talk when we see in the games, they talk about like waiting till your ki- your kill has the maximum effect on the society. Um, and so like when you can remove someone to the maximum effect that it leaves there. And so this doesn't sit well with a lot of the Maroons that uh, Iosa like recruits into there. Um, and so in 1791, they're at this ceremony and Buchmann prophesied that Papillon, Basio, and Boulet would be leaders of the rebellion to free the slaves. Um, which kind of like gives us callback to the kind of similar prophecy that was said for Joan of Arc. You know, it was said that she would lead, lead the French to victory over the English. Well, they take this and run with it. Um, they basically start what you we probably know in our history as the Haitian slave revolt. Um, and they kill a lot of people. Um, and there is a lot of violence, and it is a colony-wide rebellion, whereas Adewale's rebellion was mainly in Port-au-Prince. Um, this one is on the entire island. So when you say they kill a lot of people, they kill a lot of slave owners. You kill a lot of slave owners. Um, I'm not very sympathetic to that. No, I, I am not either. Uh, Bookman, however, is captured in a battle. And there's a lot of effort that's kind of going to like try to figure out how to free him, but the assassins can't agree on how exactly to do that. Um, you know, because they're... I'm sensing a theme here. Yes. Um, however, and this is a big deal, Essiosa executes Boulette for breaking the creed. So how did he break the creed? So remember that the there are three tenets to um, the Assassin's Creed, which is stick to the shadow, never harm the innocent, and never compromise the Brotherhood. Essiosa argues that Boulette broke all three because he led into open conflict and open rebellion, so he didn't stick to the shadows. Right. Um, there were, for however you want it. And Essios's mind, there were innocents harmed in this slave rebellion. Um, people caught in the crossfire that might have not been slave owners or other people needlessly dead because of this is what he argues. And his other thing is that several assassins are captured or executed. This resulted in a compromising of the brotherhood. And that's really the big one that he hones in on is that he compromised the brotherhood. I definitely see the last one. This is a huge conflict between the Brotherhood and the Brotherhood basically falls apart. But after this, they kind of, they establish Louverture as the de facto leader. And this corresponds with the famous thing in, ni- in 1791, Robespierre, when he has ascended to leadership in France, he abolishes slavery in France and in all of the French colonies. And, you know, England and France are kind of really close together in their abolition of slavery. Um, 
but I believe French France is first. Do you know what year? I think I think in England it is in the eighteens, eighteen hundreds. I think you're correct. Um, because it's it's late enough that the decree does can't have any effect in the American colonies. So it has to be post seventeen eighty nine. Right. Or eighty one, whenever the revolution is over. Right. And I I I do think that uh, I do think that England's when England abolished slavery was close to 50 years earlier than the Civil War, Mm. our Civil War. So that's like right at the turn of the century. So between like 1810 and 1820. Yeah, probably close to 1810 if I had had to take a guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love history. I am not, I am not a dates person. (laughs) No, you are not. Um, So this is, I mean, this is a big deal around like the, the imperial world. And I talk about those who have colonies in the continents of America. Um, France making this decision. And so L'Ouverture is now the de facto leader. And so the assassins have this presence. But the Templars have learned to be sneakier. They have learned and adapted. And they try several, several times to place Templar... Haitian Templar leaders in the Haitian government. Okay, so here's a question. I feel like it would be a hard sell for Templars to convince formerly enslaved Haitians to join them. Um, basic. So what kind of happens here is that I will remind you of a quote from Haytham Kenway about our order requires no creed and no indoctrination because all it requires is the world to be as it is. And so the Templars would, would argue that they want to see an end to slavery because they want to create a new world order. Okay. Fair enough. Um, And so you could, you could probably tempt anyone with the idea, come join us and you'll be at the top of this new world order. And so, well, as you, we know from history, Robespierre's reign doesn't last that long. He is executed and lots of revolutions start happening and fight infighting. And eventually Napoleon becomes leader of France. Uh, Napoleon sends forces to force Louverture to surrender Haiti. Um, and they establish Jean-Jacques Dessalines Uh, to become the leader of Haiti. And in his power, he declares himself emperor of Haiti, of the Haitian empire. Of course. Um, And then he proceeds to execute thousands of former white slave owners and colonists that are living on the island of Haiti. Well, okay. He didn't do everything bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he does kind of have this tyrannical rule about them and this does not sit well with Essiosa and the Haitian Brotherhood and so Essiosa leaves Hispaniola and heads to the Davenport homestead which is in the American colony or what is now the United States of America uh, where he trains with Rahata Gagon and to assassinate Desolins and that's all we really know do you have any thoughts before I move on to its legacy um, I am now really excited to play Black Flag. 
and meet um, Adewale. Adewale. I also think you need to brush up on your French. <laughs> I will get better at the French. French. Okay. Our French listeners, if you exist, I will try to be better. I really want to try to be better. <laughs> I'll download Duolingo. <laughs> you can't even pronounce Duolingo. Listen, I just get tongue tied sometimes. Okay. So there are really four big points that I think that this brings home for the Assassin Templar conflict. The first is that the now the Assassin's Templar conflict has, is, and will always transcend countries and regions. We talked about all the time that, like our last episode, France was the Assassin stronghold. They're the Templars in this story. Um, and there's a good uh, quote from Shea Cormac in Assassin's Creed Rogue where he's talking about, he's basically asking, he's like, here in the colonies, like, we're, we're allied with the French because we're fighting against the British in the French and Indian War. Um, but Adewale is fighting against the French and he's based, and his name is Liam, Shea's f- assassin friend. He basically says the Templars transcend all things. There's Templars everywhere, not just not just on countries. And I think that's a big point. And I think that when they started, it was very much t- kind of like tied to regions. Um, and like England has always been kind of a Templar stronghold, but it's always been more than that uh, to the Assassins and Templars. These country lines don't matter to them. And I think that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big change, I think. I definitely feel like it it um, signals a evolution like of the two orders. I also think this highlights that the assassins will always find themselves allied kind with the indigenous tribes of the Americas, um, both North and South Central, the Caribbean. And this really is summed up by a quote from Mary Reed, who is also a character in assassin's creed black flag um she's awesome i'm not gonna since you really want to play the game i'm not gonna go into her story because it's awesome but she says when talking to edward the natives of this world had a philosophy like our creed for as long as they've been here and when europeans rise are arrived our group sort of matched up cultures religions languages keeps keep folks divided but there's something in the assassin's creed that crosses all boundaries a fondness for life and liberty shelby you and i both worked a lot with native american tribes at least in the in the states would you agree with that statement yeah and you know i've also been to haiti twice um and i definitely i don't want to presume to speak for anyone because like i'm a white girl but uh, I definitely see that quote echoing through my own experiences, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, like, there is always this idea that, like, it really undoes the idea that like, the Native Americans or the indigenous tribes of the Americas were uncivilized when the Europeans got there. Because, as Mary Reed says, like, this was the- there long before we arrived. Um, and that right. they were all... They were always civilized. Their civilization just didn't look like the Europeans. It wasn't understood. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ironic because like 
Europeans had to be taught to wipe their asses, but whatever. This is just Shelby's hate on Europeans day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, another point, and this is kind of a big one, and just kind of, I really think explains how the assassins are where they're at. Because um, you could look at the games and be like, okay, like, we like to think in our historical narrative that the like world and historical art bends towards more liberty, that we progress for more liberty as the years go on, people are freer. Um, but as we know in our real world, and as we know in the games in Assassins, the Templars are winning um, in the Assassin's Creed universe. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think that it goes with the assassin's goals and the people's goals and agendas do not always align, even if the end result is the same. And the method of the assassin's creed is not always what the people desire for their liberty. And I think that that's, I do think that as we mentioned in the assassin's creed history episode about that Ezio, basically his retort to that it requires the creed requires a sort of uh, realization and his wife, Sophia, basically says it's kind of cynical, like the whole nothing is true. And Ezio's like, it's more of an observation. There is a learning that has to happen with the Assassin's Creed. There is a teaching, there's a realization. Whereas Hayden Kenway says the Templars just need the world to be as it is. Yeah, I also think there's a level of realism that you have to believe in or at least understand um mm. to really abide by the assassin's creed yes like you can't just go through life with you know rose-colored glasses on like mm -hmm. with the templars the world can be anything you want it to be right because you will make the world what you want it to be right it's a lot it's it's one of the nuanced things that i really enjoy about this game and like what I really love about like following the Assassin's Creed isn't just loving liberty and trying to be a good person. There's a lot of nuance in understanding and truly living it out. It's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last point is that the Templars are learning. The Templars are learning that they can spread out. They're, lear they're learning from the Assassins to be secretive and to infiltrate and to be where the assassins are strong instead of shoring up on their own strongholds. Um, and this is true to the very present day when they use sleeper agents to basically take down the assassins from the inside in the Great Purge. Right. Um, They've come a long way from the OG Templars. Yeah. The OG uh, Order of Ancients who are, look at me, yeah. look at my power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're much more, I would say that, like, in my opinion, I don't know, just hearing about it, but in my opinion, the modern day Templars are 10 times more insidious and evil than the Order of Ancients ever was. 100%. The Order of Ancients very much has, like, a level of absurdity to it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so blinded by their own ego that they can't realize how absurd and ridiculous they're being. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true for the modern day Templars. Right. 
a lot of the modern day Templars come across as like the world is our chessboard and we're going to move the pawns how we want. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Austin, do you have any more final thoughts? That's it for this episode. Okay. Well, I think that's all we've got. Uh, reminder to join us next week. We are now a weekly show. So that's super fun. Join us next week on the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at Assassin's Creed Lorecast, or you could talk to us on Discord in the Robots Radio Discord or our personal Discord server. Both links found in this episode's descriptions. Thank you for listening, and always stay to the shadows to serve the light, Assassins. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Rover, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.